Very strange. Sweet. Welcome back to I Don't Know What to Do With My Hands. Uh, this week's episode is sponsored by Pockets. Put them in there. So, as I've probably written somewhere, this little shindig is called Corey Communicates. I'm going to put an upward inflection on the end there just because I'm not really sure how much I'm going to actually be communicating as this is a very awkward new experience for me since instead of talking to a person I'm talking to a camera and my co-host Luke is here um, who was birthed by uh, my friend Benjamin Hornyak. He does speak. He will be speaking through us despite being an uh, inanimate object. He would be speaking to us through a 3D render. So Lucas, if you'd like to say anything. Go to sleep! Go to sleep! Go to sleep! Go to sleep! My wife makes the best tuna casserole that I have ever tasted. God, I fucking love the red hot chili peppers. Dope. This week is essentially just a pilot episode explaining what all of this is and the reason I want to do it. I want to be talking about three albums today that really influenced this concept of audience interaction. Um, those three albums are uh, Triumphs, Just a Game. Hopefully that's in the shot. Album number two, Abbey Road. The Beatles. Album number three. Led Zeppelin three. So these three albums right here, all for me had an element of interaction that growing up when I discovered these albums, like physically, it just sort of, and like I was just enamored with the album. I mean, I would sit here with the albums, you know, the physical copies while I would listen to the albums and I think there's just something that really inspired me to further explore this idea of connecting with an audience of people or community of people in something more than just the music that's, you know, in this case, on the vinyls um, or whether it be through streaming um, compact disc. I'm going to talk about each of these albums briefly and sort of explain what about them, you know, made them interactive to me and how that really inspired me uh, to like, connect with the album. Triumphs Just a Game. I'm pretty sure they're Canadian. Are they Canadian? I don't know. What makes this album really unique for me is the board game that's on the inside cover. Uh, I found this record in a box in the garage when I was in middle school. I would just sit down in my room, pretty much, and put this record on and just look at the inside cover and like read through all the different squares on the board game. 
trash hotel room and get caught, lose a turn. You no know, bad reviews, great publicity, roll again. You know, just a lot of like really funny, kind of just strange little quips here that for me kind of connected me to the album. It's like it gave me a pr insight into the personality of the band members. And, you know, which is also cool because, you know, they have their pictures right here. You know, they're just like, you know, going, you know, hard in the paint. So, yeah, Triumph, just a game. Pretty fun record to listen to if you haven't listened to it yet. Also, this is Slave Bell Sock. Uh, Slave Bell Sock is one of my socks. Clean Sock, let me know that. Uh, filled with Slave Bells. So, album number two. It's gonna be Led Zeppelin 3. What's really cool about this cover is, and I'll probably have to zoom in on this, but the inside cover, it spins. Super dope. And as dumb as it sounds, when I got this record, I would put the record on and just spin that thing for the entirety of the record while I listened to it, just because I mean, there's so many, you know, it's, you know, there's just like, you know, it's a composite image. I mean, there's just, there's so many interesting designs and, you know, different spaces where all like, you know, you know, hey, Johnny boy, um, where the, you know, the different band members show up. It's like really simple, but it just completely captured my entire mind while I listened to this album. Album number three, uh, we got Abbey Road. What I find really interesting about Abbey Road and what it is about this album that made me dive deeper into the history of the Beatles, um, their recording sessions, and just dive deeper into their catalog, is not necessarily the tracks listed on the album, but the tracks that aren't listed on the album. Uh, specifically, a track called Her Majesty. Her Majesty was originally supposed to be a part of the final medley that takes place at the back half of Abbey Road. Paul McCartney heard the medley with Her Majesty in there. It's only like a minute long little solo performance with Paul and his acoustic guitar. Uh, he didn't like it. He told the engineer John Kurlander to just cut it, throw away the tape. John being an engineer, you don't throw away anything. He put a piece of like 20 second leader tape on the end of the edit reel, stuck Her Majesty on there and it just kind of got cut to the album by accident so on early pressings of the album you know probably don't know if you can see that i'll probably have to zoom in on it um the track's not listed and so when i first you know found this record and like listened all the way through it i had not actually heard her majesty yet and i was kind of it like blew my mind that there was like a secret track on the end of the album. It's a concept at that at the time just completely blew I don't know, how do you think how do you think I did? Did I do did I do alright? Is this is this decent? I think you did the best you could with what you had. But I think there's a lot of room for artists still, despite the tools that we have at our disposal, to engage with audiences in ways that are unique and creative. I don't know. It's just I'm excited to see what we do with it, uh, but thank you for tuning in. This has been Corey Communicates. I don't know. Let me know. Do not fucking touch my hat!
My mother was not an affectionate woman. Maybe I'll pretend I'm in.